Welcome to the Nerd Gospel Podcast, where Ewoks are super cute and adorable, but also idolatrous, robot-worshipping, murderous pagans. That's that a true? dark That's a dark twist. It's a dark twist, but it's so true. I guess so. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Let's get to the news. Stranger Things, this is in, in the news like everyone saw coming. Stranger right. Things Season 3 confirmed. <gasps> renewed. What? No, what? I don't even understand. Why would they make a third one? I don't know. It, it did not do well at all. So. Yeah. This is like, is this Netflix's most popular show? Probably. It's got to be. at least one of their originals. It's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be. For sure. As far as merchandising goes, like, absolutely. Yeah. And just cultural phenomena. Yeah, cultural phenomena. It's a great show. I'm so happy about that. Great. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Let's Good news. see what happens. Jeremy, Intel, you have something here to share. Oh with my! Us. Uh, yeah. Straight off the presses, uh, Intel. Yep, is very excited because they are—they're uh, looking forward to when you can drive your own car without yep. driving it. Oh, because your car's going to drive itself, of course. Oh, okay, of course. Uh, so, from the article, when your car does all the driving, what are you going to do in the meantime? You're just sitting here <laughs> like a chump. You have to talk with each other, I guess. No, right? oh, no, you, you don't, don't have do to okay. at all. all right. uh, that's because Intel wants to focus on making a new type of consumer space. Yep. Instead of watching the road riddled with potholes. Yeah. <laughs> or I mean, talking with your children. Or getting some work done yeah. on the way to the office. Any of those silly Your things. screen, this is the windshield, okay. will project Gotham City and make you <laughs> no yeah. and make you feel like you're piloting the Batmobile. Thanks yep. to the new in cabin VR and AR technology. And then when you get out of your car and you realize you're not Batman and you're, you're not rich and you're at your so job, it's really a lot of disappointment. Yeah, de- so. A lot of depressants, uh, antidepressants are also part of this. Yeah. Can, they, can, they, can they have a robot that just walks for me too and lives my life for me and I just don't ever have yeah. to do anything? And okay. the new VAR and RA. And the new VAR did it. Intel, I just want you to build a computer that does what I tell it to. My word. For longer than five seconds. Longer than five seconds. James Franco. He uh, he's in everything nowadays. He's doing all sorts of stuff. He's he confirmed man. a hard R, okay, hard okay. R-rated X-Men movie, and I guess he's starring it and and directing in it. Okay, so this I think this is what Fox is doing. They're taking X-Men and they do that thing where once something does really well and then they just replicate it multiple right. times. So just make Logan again. Yeah. So Deadpool did well, mm-hmm. hard R. Mm-hmm. Uh, Logan did well, hard R, and they go, this must be our way to go. Yeah, because everything else they did before just it wasn't working as well as they'd hoped. Right? Now I never saw Deadpool, but I've yeah. seen enough to know I don't want to see Deadpool. Yes, but I thought Logan was really well done, and I feel like that's truer to the Wolverine character. Yes, and I feel like part of why Logan was so well done was because of the director. I think he was. Yeah. A, I think he did really He's good storytelling. Yeah, good storytelling. Very good, good storytelling. But that's the issue. I don't think it has to be hard R. No, it just needs to be a good story. Right. That's what I keep. That's what I keep saying. Like I don't think Hollywood gets that. I think they go, "Oh, it has to be edgy or dark." It's like, no, just make a good story. Make a good story. That's so James Franco, whatever. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll I, see. I'm I'm not gonna watch it. So I'm not. You know, I've never been a huge X Men fan, and I know people. There are people who die hard X Men. Right. Like I could take it or leave it. I love the Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. When that was happening. You remember that? And then on the right side, and you're like, what? And they come clashing in the middle. Yeah. And then a giant firework goes off and you never know what happened. And it's like X-Men. Yep. Jubilee with her yellow rain jacket. Take it. Let's take a quick second here. Let's remember like sitting in bed, your Saturday morning, you wake up. Mm hmm. Back when cartoons used to be on like really good ones. You had to see them because they weren't on later. Think about it. You had X-Men. 
you had Spider-Man. Do you remember Spider-Man? Yeah. Spider-Blood, Spider-Man. And, oh, and it's like, and as a kid, you're sitting there like, this is incredible. And so for, it's like an adrenaline pumping 28 minutes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't as many commercials. Then you like, finally a commercial comes up and you, it's not like nowadays where you're like, all right, I'm going to go get a drink or something. No. It was like, what was that game where you shot metal balls at each other? Crossfire. BB. You'll oh. get caught up in the, and you're like, Crossfire. Yeah, and you're back in as a kid. You're like, I want crossfire. I want to shoot little metal balls yeah. at my. All I sister. have is this stupid BB gun. Oh my word! And, and hungry, hungry hippos. What a time to be alive. We grew up. It was great in the best time. And a few now, years before that was like Thundercats. Yeah, and, my word. What and then like, in the afternoon, you come home from school and you got uh, Scrooge McDuck. Oh, the, whatever that show yeah, was. Duck Tales. Duck Tales. Woo! Oh my. Darkwing Duck. Goodness, man. The kids nowadays have Tailspin? nothing. What do, they, what do kids nowadays have? Caillou. They have Caillou. nothing. <laughs> Dora the Explorer. Their lives are sad and meaningless. <laughs> Yeah, they have SpongeBob, but we had SpongeBob too. So. That's right. Let's talk the Infinity War trailer. This is, uh, as of right now on YouTube, it has 77 million views. <laughs> Over all the platforms, within 24 hours, it had 230 million views. That's the most viewed trailer in 24 hours of all time. Of all time. Okay. By a lot. By a lot. Yeah. Captain America's beard alone garnered <laughs> more than more mentions than he, he has more mentions than 72% of all trailers released since 2010. Wow, beard alone. 72% more mentions, like on Twitter, Facebook, everything, than all trailers. Yeah. All trailers released since 20. That's phenomenal. Infinity War netted 1 million, a little over 1 million mentions in its first seven-hour stretch on Twitter, compared to just 210,000 for Avengers Age of Ultron. Hmm. So there's a little hype. There's yeah. a little bit of hype. People are um, excited. Here are, oh, this is cool too. Avengers Infinity War also topped Star Wars The Last Jedi with its 784,000 mentions. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, one, it's kind of creepy because that's how they're monitoring us right. now. They know how like, many times you talk about it. Yeah. Let's let's see what the humans are doing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Google's monitoring us. Here are the top five tweeted trailers according to this, some site called Physiology. I don't know who the heck they are. But mm-hmm. uh, number one was Avengers Infinity War, one million, a little over one million. Star Wars Last Jedi is 784,000. Ugh. Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> oh. 503,000. Captain America Civil War, 426. And Black Panther, 353. Four out of five yeah. are Disney-owned yeah. properties. And the other one's just about sex. Right. So it's like, uh, you know, it tells you what Americans are, con- what Americans are consuming, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, what the world's consuming, yeah. I should say. Mm. So anyways, mm. that's, man, if I were DC right now, like, I'd be a little nervous. Because that's, that's what, within the last top five i don't know six months seven months something like that i guess yeah anyways uh let's get to musky news so musky i don't really like saying you don't that. like that it's so, fine i'll keep so, doing it let's try to get <clears throat> musky news so musky yeah that's it that's it it's got to stay All right. uh, elon musk asked on twitter recently he says why is there no flat mars society oh mm-hmm. here, here it is within with one question he's exposed all the lies okay yeah. so here it is why is there no flat Mars society? Surely there's well, a good answer. It's a great, it has to be a good answer. The flat earth society yep. uh, tweeted back at him. Okay. They were like, they're not today. So they go, hi, Elon. Okay. First of all, it's Supreme Overlord Musk. That's right. not Elon. Okay. They need to learn their place. That's right. Uh, they said, hi, Elon. Thanks for the question. As if he's asking them. He's not asking them. Elon does whatever he wants. But no. Elon okay. asks no one. Supreme Overlord Musk is not asking them a question. He's asking the world a question. All right. He says, thanks for the question. Unlike Earth, Mars is not has has been observed to be round. Unlike Earth, Mars is observed to be round. We hope you have a fantastic day. What? What? I've got so many questions here. Yep. Why do they? How can they observe Mars to be round, but Earth isn't round? 
Because nobody's observed that? Because we're on Earth. Oh, okay. So, duh. So, if we see it. And then, and then, like, why is NASA not lying about Mars, but they're lying about Earth? Now, why can't... And why can't Mars be flat? Yeah, why... It could just be facing us. Yeah. We could be looking straight at I it. I think everything's flat. I, I'm, I'm, of the, I'm, I'm of the opinion that everything is flat or a bowl. Right. Because so I'm in the part of the bowl-shaped Earth Society. You're, you're one of those uh, dress-up dolls yeah. where you, it's yeah. a two-dimensional paper <laughs> flat doll. Flat Stanley. Do you remember Flat <laughs> yes, Stanley? You'd yes. mail them around. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyways, Musk, uh, he's asking the hard-hitting questions. Supreme Overlord Musk. He's out there working hard. He's also, Elon Musk is going to launch his own personal Tesla Roadster into the Mars orbit. Okay. Why? Uh, you'll see. He's, okay. He tweeted this. He said, Falcon Heavy, because he names stuff really funny. Yeah, it's yeah. Falcon Heavy. Falcon Heavy. Falcon Heavy to launch next month from Apollo 11 pad at the Cape. Now, has he seen Apollo? Any of the Apollo, like Apollo 13? I wonder if he's seen that. Probably. That's why he didn't go from a 13 pad. He went to 11 pad. Yep. We will have double thrust of the next largest rocket. Guaranteed Twice to be much. exciting one way or another. One way or another. So he always hedges his bets. Right. If it blows up, it's going to be exciting. If it doesn't, it's exciting. What if it just doesn't make liftoff and nothing else yeah, really happens? It's either one Still way or another. Exciting. One way or another, exciting. That's right. Payload will be my midnight cherry Tesla Roadster playing space oddity. <laughs> Destination is Mars orbit. We'll be in deep space for a billion years or so if it doesn't blow up on a sense. So he hedged his bet again. It'll right. be a billion years if it doesn't blow up, right? Yeah. Oh, man, I'm excited about that. I don't know why he wants to do that. Yeah, he wants to just, launch his car he just, wants space. To, he just imagines his like ground control <laughs> and it's going around Mars. Tom, Uh And it, I guess even then, Tesla will drive itself around Mars for yeah. a billion years. Said he's got to be like, we should start looking for binary operated cars. Yeah. Because probably there's another Musk. <laughs> I love I love that Musk has enough money that he can just like he wakes up one day, he's like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna shoot my car into space and Which one? Have it orbit. Oh, well, the, the midnight the cherry. The midnight cherry Tesla roaster. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's gonna happen now? Every one of their moms gonna be like, I need a midnight cherry Tesla roaster. Like they're gonna buy this. Just he's, like the one orbiting Mars. Just like Mars. the one orbiting Mars right now for a billion years. <laughs> Oh, wow. Or some alien's going to be out there, you know, some angel on their jet is going to be like... Flo- no. <laughs> floating around. If you haven't listened to any of our podcasts, you're going to be like, what is going on? Who are these people? What is it talking about? Yeah. Uh, let's mm-hmm. get to the main event. We've uh, been going through all of the Star Wars films, the, at least the original trilogy. I was going to say. We started out with New Hope. Yeah. Then we went to Empire Strikes Back. That's what we did. And now the logical conclusion is that we would be talking about Return of the Jedi today. Is that what we're talking about? But... Yes. Oh, we are. We are. No, yes. yeah. Return of the Jedi. Uh, spoiler, if we, were, <laughs> if we were M. Night Shyamalan's podcast, we'd be like, that twist is, <laughs> we're but we're not. Do. So we're talking about Return of the Jedi or, or the resurrection. Mm. So here's the way this is beautifully playing out, or at least we're, we're shoehorning it. To we're play making out. it okay? work. <laughs> New Hope is the impossible shot. The trench run was the cross. Yep. And Luke is sort of our uh, reluctant Christ figure in that in that movie because he's shoehorned he's nothing yes. like jesus he we shoehorned him in <laughs> the next movie empire strikes back is sober and uh very uh solemn is that the word somber maybe somber that's what sure. sober and somber. sober somber solemn Solom. yeah solomon and it's and it, it's kind of like the now not yet the in between or the three days where jesus is in the tomb right okay that's what we talked about we yep. talked about the peter peter and all this stuff mm-hmm. this one just so happens to fit perfectly with the resurrection. Yes. And the new and the church starting out. The church starting out. If everything goes according to plan, Force Awakens will be Pentecost. Stay for the ride. It's going to be a bumpy <laughs> ride. We're going to get there. Uh, anyway, so, you know, some pastors listening to this right now taking notes. He's like, oh, my sermon series for the next, you know. That's right. For the seven next, weeks. You're when welcome. this comes out. You're welcome. All right. So let's go to the return tonight. Now, I watched this 
last night. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, you watched it the day before. The day before, so we're first fresh. thing in the morning, which is a weird thing to do. I got up yeah. at like seven. And I was like, I got to watch the Return of the Jedi. Yeah, what what is on my docket today? It was great. My agenda. Yeah, what a great <laughs> movie. So here's where we're at. The Battle of Endor is six months to a year after Empire in the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. not in real life. Um, and so that's kind of where we're at. And I think the actual, if we we did we did the math, I think New Hope to Empire is three years. Right. So this would be about four years after New Hope started. Yeah, or well, or in between the end of New Hope. Right? If this is true, Luke yeah. has made some significant advances in six months. Massive advancements by himself. Well, no, he went back to he went back to Dagobah, right? Because Yoda has to die. Well, he goes back later, though. Oh, that's after right. He Where has he Han. been then? Oh, he went back to Tatooine. So he's training himself, I guess, or Obi Wan's uh, helping him. We don't know. I, well, I guess we, we just see him on the on the Falcon with uh, yeah. With Somebody Leia will correct us and the traitor. I can't remember honestly. Uh, right. So we start out with a small band of rebels. Mm-hmm. That's what it says. We have a small band of rebels. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, watching the movie, it's quite a enormous band of rebels, but we'll stay say small for now. Okay, right. So it's now if we're if we're playing with the idea of the resurrection, we have a small band of apostles. Mm-hmm. Okay, the inner crowd, the inner crew, working there. We have a new commander. Uh, I think it's uh, what's his name, General Jerjerod. Jerjerod. It's like Jared with Jerrod. So he went to Jared, and then he went to Jerjerod. <laughs> I'm confused. He went to Jerjerod. Uh, he says. We have new ways to motivate them, right? I don't know who says that. I should have written down who said that. I think the <laughs> new commander said that. Somebody. Uh, the emperor is not as forgiving as I am. I love that when Vader shows up at the very beginning, mm-hmm. and he he says the emperor is not as forgiving. And I was like, Have you seen yourself? The, have you seen yourself? Like you're yeah. not very forgiving to begin with. Oh, here's the context of all this. So he shows up, and he's con- he's he's. Uh, talking with Jerjerod, Jerjerod, and he says, So, Lord Vader, we are working as hard as we can to get the ship. And he goes, Work harder. And he I goes, need more men. Oh, uh, no, I need more men. This is, mm-hmm. no, we're working hard. Do you not hear me? He's like, Do it, do it even harder. And he's like, mm-hmm. Okay, we'll do that. And he's like, Yeah, the Emperor's coming. And he's like, oh, Okay, we'll work even That's harder. Like, we'll double our efforts. We'll double, we'll double our See efforts. See that you do. See that you do it, do it again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, they double their efforts. The Emperor's not as forgiving as that. Uh, Bib Fortuna. Here's the thing. Bib Fortuna is the guy at Jabba's palace, and he has the 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 ponytail of flesh. Oh, I did not know his name. That wraps around his neck. Yep, it's it's <laughs> okay. not good. If you had a ponytail of flesh, here's mm-hmm. the question. I mm-hmm. this is a hard hitting question. How would you wear it? Would you let it flop down behind your back? Would you wrap it around your neck like Bib does? Right, classic like a Bib. Right. Or would you put it up in sort of some sort of Leia bun? What do you think? It'd be depend on the occasion. Yep. I think just around the house. <laughs> I would certainly just wear it down. Yeah. Uh, if I'm going running. Casual. Well, you're you going to have to have up that in tied some around. Way. You can't yeah. have that just flopping. No. It'd probably that, give you a headache. Yeah. And Bib and wears then, it around his neck. Like and a, then clearly in a formal setting like Jabba's Palace ornaments where you're himself. at work. <laughs> You're probably going to do and a he's wrap. He's proud of it. He's proud of the flesh ponytail wrap. He, he has to be. So he, he has no choice. Bib Fortuna. And his name's Fortuna. So that's that's great. I think I would wear some sort of head yeah, piece. Yeah, scarf that covers or something it. if he gets cold. Yeah, um, just be done with that. A big sock. Salacious yeah. Crumb is that little monster creature that sits by Jabba's town and goes, <laughs> he's very Muppet. Very. Like, I, here's the thing I noticed. Very, this is so much different from Empire. It's not even funny. It's It's night and day. Do you feel what I'm saying there? Well, tell me what you mean. Okay, so New Hope is light and fun, but there's it's still somber, solemn, mm-hmm. and 
I can't remember the other word. Solicitous. <laughs> Solicitous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so it's it's fun. And then Empire is very very somber, and it's like this kind of gray tone of the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. This one just throws you into like it's just like happy, and there's Muppets everywhere, and there's Ewoks, and everything is. It's like a kids movie. No. You don't see that? No. You it's think it's so super much dark? more serious? Oh no! What you've got? Oh. I'm just like, an Ewok Jabba's brain. Like I got Ewok dying. Brain. I mean, not dying. Jabba's He's like not. killing folks yeah, and uh, everything's it's fun. Though how he kills it's them. not fun. It's not <laughs> fun. A fun way. And all the characters are like much more mature and grown up. That is true. That is true. Uh, mm. Uh, mm. But Salacious Crumb, he's a Muppet. He is, he is a Muppet. <laughs> he's silly. I think it's kind of sinister. I don't okay. Think he's silly yeah. At no, all. It, there are sinister tones to it, but it's it's all sinister. Yeah, we'll go through. We it. Are. No, you're dead wrong. I love this part where they have the old robot. And he's the old interpreter, and they go, "We well, disintegrated him." And then it turns over, and he's obviously not disintegrated. He's just being pulled on a rack, and he's yeah. like going. Rah! I'm like, and he gets his arm pulled off. Yeah, how does robots not know what disintegrated means? And why do they care if they get their arm pulled off? Yeah, why are they? See, three PO is always like, "Ouch." Maybe like, they have what? pain receptors or something. But why? why? What would be the purpose What's, of that? I don't know. That's weird. Hmm. Whatever. And then, yeah, one's having his foot branded, and that's a bad thing for him. Apparently, right. heating up the metal on his foot. <laughs> he's, he's like. like Rah! Rah! Steam, steam comes out. Oh He's got goodness. water in there. Um, all right. So this was Jeremy. When he first watched, he goes, there's this really weird part in Jabba's palace. And there's this song going on with Cy Snoodles is oh, her name. My goodness. I looked it up. Cy Snoodles. And there's like lips and stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm ready for this moment. And it comes to Jabba's palace. And there's this weird CGI song. Like a whole song. For like about we're in a two musical. minutes. <laughs> and it's it's so like jarring it's so stupid it's awful and so i read about the how this was added later it originally had this song that she sang size snoodles but she was a uh just a little puppet yeah and she her mouth didn't move the way he liked lucas liked. so he cut it so he cut it and added a whole separate song the mm-hmm. first song was called lakti narda or something like that it was this wonderful song and they added this new song called jedi rocks or something like that yeah and it's like a rock song in the middle <laughs> yeah. of jabba's palace Ugh. it's so bad it's so bad uh, the other thing I wrote down was super racy outfits for a kid's film. Right? Where? This is, what do you mean? Oh, uh, no. Uh, you know, Jabba's outfit. I just thought that was... Oh, yeah. He's not what? wearing much at all. It makes you wonder if... I mean, I get what they're trying to put across. Like, this is some sort of Roman pleasure palace type thing. Right. Right. But this is a kid's... I mean, really, at its heart, it's a kid's film, right? I mean, it I wasn't... Don't, I don't think Lucas would have seen it that way. You don't think so? Because he's so worried about like Han being seen as a killer and he like, he's worried about other silly things, but then he doesn't, he looks at Leia and thinks, yeah, that's okay. I don't, yeah. She's a sex object all the way through. Yeah. It's really until after, after she leaves Jabba's palace and then it gets a lot better. Then it gets much better. But that scene, I'm like, that's really racy. Like they could have done, they could have done more without, being skimpy like that sure and the other thing too is the green girl i think her name's like ayla secura or something Man, how do you ula. Know these i think names? her name's ula ula um she actually they extended her death scene originally you just hear her scream and whatever right but that's racy too i just don't get that i don't know I, I think it's foolishness i sure. watched this uh, little british girl one time where her dad showed her the scene and the little british girl has this really cute video where she goes I think it's pretty. I think it's adorable. And he's expecting her to be like, oh my word, that's so bad. She's uh-huh. like, I think it's pretty. She's a princess, you know? Yeah. And and so I guess as little girls, they, you know, maybe you don't see yeah, that. Princesses wear metal bikinis. Yeah. But obviously. it's clearly, um, I don't know, shame on you. Shame on you men of that era. 
in, I mean, in our era because my the word. previous era. Yeah. Et cetera. Uh, Jabba's puppetry is awesome. It's really fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's got like liquids pouring down his face. You do not want to mess. His uh, his eyes, like the, the pupils dilate like three different directions yeah. and they're like oh, textured. It's very cool. The, the whole, all of the movies are a testament uh, a testimony to Jim Henson's work. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely phenomenal puppetry work. These guys are incredible. That they yeah. do. You see, like his jowls moving, and like, oh, it's so so good. Mm-hmm. So Java, that's incredible. And the, here's the weird thing: for him to go back and change entire actors, to change entire puppetry things, because they won Academy Awards for right. special effects. Yeah. So he's literally saying, "I know that won an award, but I want to add two minutes of Cy Snoodles CGI." Poo fest. Yeah, because I found out that computers make stuff. Yeah, because they make stuff. I just, yeah. I, can't, I don't know how you can uh, defend him on that. Um, why wouldn't Lando be like, it's a trap? So there's this weird scene where Jabba's hiding behind a curtain. Everybody's hiding behind curtains. That's right. And, and he's back there. And Leia, Leia walks in and she's like looking around and nobody's there, I guess. But they're all like, <laughs> like, don't, nope, everybody be quiet. We're behind this curtain. And Lando's back there too. Yeah. So why wouldn't he be like, Leia, quick, leave? You know, it's a trap. Well, and why would they let her? Because they're waiting I, for yeah. her. Why would they let her thaw yeah, him or, out? Or he just said he know? likes his favorite decoration. I know. I don't get what's going on. I don't get mm, what that's going mm. on. Anyway, so they release and they let him her release Han. Like they should have stopped her maybe right. before she pressed the button and yeah. had an emotional moment with him for sure. Uh, I love how Luke comes in and the Gamorrean guards are the big pig people, uh, and he chokes them. Chokes him out. Just kills him. I'm Darth, like, oh, Darth Vader style. Okay, Darth Vader style. All right. Foreshadow. Luke, Luke looks awesome. I wrote that down like the little 14, 13 year old boy inside me was like, this guy looks amazing. This he is, looks like a he, man. He's ready for business. Well, he never looked like that. Now, before. part of this, and I could be wrong about this, but part of this, I think he got in a um, motorcycle accident between the films, oh. between Empire. And so he has a scar on his face that's oh. kind of present there. And even now it's really present. You can see it. Hmm. But he got in an accident. So he did scar up his body a little bit. So that's why he looks more mature. Huh. Yeah. So little known fact. There you I go. thought he just grew up. Well, that too, that too. Uh, he chokes out the guards. It looks, looks awesome. The true victim here, I wrote, is the rancor, which is the big creature, mm-hmm. and his trainer. His trainer was so sad. That's an emotional moment. Aww. And I feel like there should have been some like music behind, like in the arms of the angel. Mm. You Lu- know, Lucas probably wanted to add that in. I wonder who sang it. He didn't. <laughs> oh. uh, I used to live here. I love this part between Luke and. Um, Han Solo, he says, I used to live here. And he says, yeah, you're going to die here. Convenient. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> we, around the world in 80 days. Yeah, we're back like, where we ended. Made it back to Tatooine. That's you know? right. I, I, when he first pulled out the green lightsaber, I thought, oh, Yoda's lightsaber. Because in the new, in the prequels, Yoda's, right. and that makes the most sense. Like, Yoda's why green. wouldn't Yoda give him his lightsaber? Right. He's got it somewhere. So I'm thinking that the whole time. And then I go later on to him and Vader. And Vader goes, I see you've made your own lightsaber. And I was Which like, oh. I find unrealistic. Okay. Yeah. Like, when did he do this once again? And how does he know how? Who taught him? I guess. I guess he could pull apart Yoda. Some other one. Be like, hey, there's this stone. It's mined from this yeah, other. I don't know. It would have been temple. cool if Yoda had passed on, you know, the green lightsaber. Yeah, for sure. Um, everyone, I guess, forgave Lando and he's now a commander. Mm-hmm. So what's happening? I have no clue. That's bizarre. He was forgiven the minute. He's that just he... so, he's so lovable. Yeah. He's such a rapscallion. He's like. It's Ari. Ah, and they're like, Lando. Because him and uh, he sees Han Solo and Han's, Han's like, Lando, my old pal. Thanks for freezing me in this thing. You know, yeah, it's like, the last thing that happened was he was the yeah, traitor. Where's yeah. the uh, recognition of that? I know. I know. I don't know. Mon Mothma. Many Bothans died to bring us this information. Mm-hmm. I want to see Rogue 2. And Where I want to see those Bothans like 
full Bothan cast. I don't care. I don't want any big names. I want full Bothan. Just Bothan. One Bothan, two Bothan. I want Tom Cruise playing a Bothan. I want everybody <laughs> playing Bothans, okay? Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, uh, another Tom from another show. Selleck. <laughs> Tom Selleck. <laughs> As a Bothan Raider. A, yeah, because it doesn't matter. They're all Bothans. So full cast of Bothans and then hire and Andy We'd like Serkis them all to, to be named Tom. Yeah, they're all Tom. Well, please. Uh, Mon Mothma, she looks great. She looks just like the one they have in Rogue One. Yeah. Man, incredible. Same person, right? No. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, 40 years later, she looks, she aged really She's well. She's doing it right. Uh, so who are the nasty dudes with the Emperor? There's a quick scene with the Emperor. And yes. there's, there's two nasty dudes. So I did some research. There's a guy named Similu. 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 And he's an advisor to the emperor. And there's another guy named Janus Grijatis. Mm-hmm. And there's actually reports or actually theories that people think Similu is Snoke. Oh. Now, I don't believe it whatsoever. No, no absolutely not. But it's I, I, even, I had to do a retake because I, I rewinded. I was like, wait, is that Snoke? Because it does. Does it? Know. It actually looks a lot like Snoke. So. Wow. Snoke Similu. looks very alien to me where those guys just look nasty. Yeah. But but it's weird how I notice things when I'm looking. Like I'm looking for little details, things to mm-hmm. pick apart. So mm-hmm. Similu and Janice Grigiatis. Uh I wrote down the speeder bike scene on Endor is crazy good. Yeah. How good is that scene? I, I was watching it with uh, my wife and son, and I actually paused it just to say, can you imagine being in a theater my, when this first came out? Like, the effects. In yeah. the, I mean, it looks like they're really going around the trees. It looks yeah. like, I mean, it is... Absolutely mind-blowing how good that really does look. Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, and then I just wrote Ewoks with about 27 exclamation points after Do you like it. the Ewoks? Just a little bit. I see. I love the Ewoks so much. What's that movie with the Ewoks and it was like a whole separate Ewok adventure or something? Wasn't there a movie? Wasn't that a cartoon? Yeah, well, I guess. I think there was a, well, there was a cartoon called Ewoks and droids uh-huh. and stuff. But there's uh-huh. a whole separate movie with just Ewoks, I think. I don't know. Oh, man. Can somebody, can somebody post about we that? We Gremlins? I don't remember. No. What? <laughs> Uh, Leia looks crazy cool in her indoor rebel garb. So that's a huge, that's a huge improvement from slave Leia. Yeah. The, the rebel guard. Uh, I wrote down Lyconians mistake Barnabas and Paul for God. So there's this cool part in the book of Acts where it's not cool, but the Lyconians are there and the Lyconia mm-hmm. and Paul and Barnabas are there and they perform a miracle and they start worshiping Paul and Barnabas thinking right. he's Zeus and thinking, I think Paul's Hermes or something like that. Sure. I think I can't remember. I, I just read this Apollos. <laughs> so they're worshiping them, and Paul and Barnabas flip out, rightfully so, going, right. "Do not worship us. We're not this, right?" Yeah. Uh, but it made me think of the Ewoks and how they they see C three PO, and they're like, "Oh, like he must. <laughs> oh, this ah. must be a god." Oh, now C three PO just lo- loves it. Oh, he yeah. just soaks it in. Yeah. And He's like, oh, you're going to be oh, prepared yeah. as a oh, sacrifice oh, oh, at a banquet oh, in my honor. This will be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's so great. I love that. Uh, e- C-3PO tells the baby Ewoks a bedtime story and my heart melted, literally melted in my chest. It wow. was amazing. They're just so cute. They're mm-hmm. precious. Did you have teddy bears growing up? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had a little wicket, a little <laughs> wicket thing, Chief Chirpa. Right? Okay. I know all their names. Okay. <laughs> this, but this is, this is how I started out because the thing is they're so cute and yet they are murderous little I- idolater pagan worshipers. <laughs> they, they kill so many stormtroopers. Yeah. Like so many stormtroopers die to the hands of the Ewoks. In fact, without the Ewoks, the rebels were are done. Now, every time they somebody the falls day. down because a, a rock hits yeah. them, are we supposed to imagine that that person is dead? Hey, I, I imagine that their skull was crushed. <laughs> They're wearing helmets. They're being <laughs> hit by... It doesn't matter. They're like unconscious. Four-pound rocks. But okay. <laughs> um... There's this weird part between Luke and Leia. Spoiler alert, they're brother and sister. Do you remember your real mother, he asks her. Mm-hmm. And she says, not really. 
She died when I was very young. Yeah, try, try childbirth. Right. As in the prequels. But she does remember that she's very beautiful and very kind. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, no, you don't remember any of this. No, she was screaming and crying and then she died. I know. In that childbirth. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why Lucas had Padme die in childbirth. Like, it, it makes sense to have her at least know Leia yeah. due to the past story yeah i think he wanted to like he doesn't care about continuity yeah just in this (laughs) in that yeah he just wanted like part of her uh her dying wasn't just childbirth it was also the suffering of losing luke to the dark or not luke but yeah uh, in 10 years from now he'll go back and he'll cgi leia going i know know, she died in childbirth like (laughs) they'll they'll, they'll, you know he'll change that uh in time you'll learn to use it as i have when because we have yet to see Leia really use the Force, and now she's done. And now, she, well, this after this movie, I was expecting. So maybe she will use it this movie. But we should have seen that in, uh, uh, yeah, Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. You she should think. have had some. It looks well, like she never well, trained. I, didn't she have a moment where she senses Han Solo's death, like he yeah, dies, but she and senses she goes, Han. So oh, like, she senses people like the yeah. whole time. But but this gives me the like their conversation gives the idea that she could possibly become as powerful as Luke. Right? Like, don't you get that idea? Because well, he yes. goes, like, because even the emperor says, if he won't join us, then she, that she will be, like, they're going to Yeah, they're they talk train about that her. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird that they never did anything more with that. Right. That would have been cool to see. Yeah. And, like, the, the trilogy's making all this money. I don't understand why there wasn't just a fourth movie back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't awesome. know. And yeah, in time, you'll learn to use it. She never does. Luke's all like, he, then he goes to see his dad. And he's like, hey, dad. And Vader's like, sorry, I'm a bad dad. I've done some stuff. I've killed sand people, not just the men, but the women and the children. And they were like animals, and I slaughtered them like animals. That was a weird scene when he said that. Wasn't that weird? <laughs> so monotone. Well, he did, said it just like, because he's earlier right. in the prequels, he said it, you know, and it was much different. Was it there at least like some breathing with your yeah, teeth Yeah, yeah. So, so in that one, he's like really monotone, but in the prequels, he's like, not just the men, but the women and the children. And they were like animals. And I slaughtered them like animals. That's how he said it. In the prequels, you know? <laughs> and then Padme's like, here's some blue milk. Take right. some blue She's milk. Like, it's okay. Know, oh, Anakin, it's okay. Tatooine. Um, yeah, that it, it is funny how Luke's, it looks like, Dad, I know you're going to be good. And he's like, no, Luke, I'll never be good. And he's yeah. like, Dad, stop it. Yeah. You're going to be so good. There's like that long, There's uh, they're walking down that hallway. Yeah. And uh, he allows Luke to, or uh, yeah, Luke to like look out a window yeah. while he opines about yeah. how he knows there's good in him. <laughs> And then the uh, the stormtroopers take him take Luke away, and Darth Vader goes to the same window and he's yeah, just like he's staring like, oh, out of it, like thinking sound. about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Neon, the guy that that looks like a bunch of flaps of his face, Neon Num. He has a mm-hmm. big face. Is Neon mm-hmm. Neon, do neon you, Num? Do you assume that's mucusy underneath the first I don't know. one? It looks when he talks like yeah, it, does it looks like, like there's sinus Neon Num. Stuff. His head. So I remember from Rogue One, his head is massive in Rogue One. The mm. mask they did or the makeup they did, it looks huge. Yeah. In this one, he just looks normal. It's like a, a tiny little head with face flaps. Right. Okay. Face flaps. Uh, go back and watch in Rogue One. It is massive. I don't know why they did that. And Vader's helmet in Rogue One looks bigger, too. It's like they just went bigger. Like, yeah. Like, like some guy from Texas made everything in Rogue One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually surprised by the size of Vader's helmet. Like, yeah. Because I don't think of him that way. And then I see him on screen. I'm like, oh, it's dang, a, that's a big helmet. Yeah, it's a big helmet. <laughs> well, he has a big head and it's uh, scarred and stuff. I guess he it's wants got, room to move around. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Akbar's ship is called Home One. That's just kind of fun because uh, Slave One is Boba Fett's ship. Oh. So Akbar's ship is called Home One. Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One. They, I guess ones. they called One, number one. Yeah. 
Uh, Ewok on a speeder is the best thing of all time. I, everything with the Ewoks is the best time, but I he's, love it when he gets on the speeder. He's fully horizontal. He's, he's yeah. <laughs> but they show earlier, uh, that actually irritated me, because they show earlier that it's a foot throttle. They show the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, but he's doing it. But he's somehow got a handle yeah. throttle. And I love how the Ewok jumps on and literally every guard goes... Nobody stay behind. Let's all go. And they all bail, except for one dude's like, he's kind of like, oh, my bike. Like, right. it was his bike, and he's like, oh. And then Han Solo comes up, and he's like, get out of here. Yeah, he does the tap on the shoulder yeah, and tap, run tap. around. He's like, what? Don't hey, stop. Oh, stupid. <laughs> kids movie. See, I told you it's a kids movie. Uh, the Emperor's teeth are are gross. They're very gross. I remember seeing his teeth. Yeah, they're disgusting. I and see. I wrote, being dark side doesn't mean you can stop brushing. No. Okay? Just because, like, I know, like, don't floss. Would you say that being dark side defeats your brushing? Maybe he's I still guess, brushing. Yeah, I guess he thinks like at this point, what am I, you know, what's the point? Tooth decay is just part yeah, of. Yeah, that's part of the dark part side. Of the dark like side. He thinks the, the nasty of my teeth are the better nasty. Yeah, Darth, Darth Plagueis the Wise had yeah. horrible yeah, teeth. Yeah, horrible <laughs> teeth. You do, that's what he actually died of. That's the weird thing. Darth Plagueis the Wise, he was immortal until his teeth. He got a, yeah, they thought you know, it was a betrayal, but an no abscess. dental care. It was a really dental care. <laughs> oh, we're having too much fun with this. Um, <laughs> Uh, may the force be with us. Um, Akbar sort of just says this. Mm-hmm. It's really out of place. Seems odd. Yeah, Akbar seems like a fish out of water. It's, it's oh, face. no. What? Why would you say uh, that? Yeah. Would you say by falling into the trap that he took the bait? Akbar took took the bait. Is this? <laughs> do you see him as fish-like? Yeah. He's, he, oh, okay. he's scaly. Very, something smells fishy. Hmm. The emperor is like that guy online that you can't win an argument against. Like, I love this with Luke. He's in there, uh-huh. and and Luke says, um, or Emperor says, with each passing moment, you become more my servant, and mm-hmm. and like you're having an argument with some guy in line, you're like, no, I'm not, and he's like, yes, you're becoming, <laughs> and you're like, dude, stop, like, no, I'm not, I can feel and the Emperor your says, hatred. The Emperor says, go ahead, strike me down with it, and you're like, dude, stop, like, chill yeah. out, like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna watch the space fight. Yeah, give in to your anger. It's like I'm not even angry. What are you? Uh, like you're online. I'm not even angry. What is he saying that? Oh. And then you get angry. So Jeez, he's man, he's the emperor. Right. He's the worst. Well, that's and the whole the time, idea. Luke's like, oh, oh, like he can't breathe because of the breath. <laughs> he's got gingivitis. The one thing the emperor didn't account for. What does it say there, Jeremy? I'm not following along. Oh. I'm just enjoying the conversation. <laughs> uh, uh, Ewoks. Oh, without the Ewoks, the that's rebels true. would have lost. Now this is true because they fall that's right true. into the emperor's trap. In fact, he mm-hmm. says as much. Yeah, he says, "I I've planned this whole thing." Mm-hmm. And, but the one thing he doesn't plan for is an entire forest full of murderous, idolatrous, furry, adorable, cute baby animals. That are gonna kill. That have rocks and spears and elaborate traps. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like a bunch of uh, furry Kevin McAllisters. And they've set the forest up like Home Alone. And they... <laughs> they did do a lot of pre-work that... They did. It's kind of a surprise. My favorite pre-work is when they have the two, um, the giant uh, trees. Yep. The most effective pre-work. Shink, shink. And it perfectly pins the ATST. I guess ATST. Well, it blows it up. It blows it up. Everything is... They have fireworks in every yeah. single... And then there's the thing. one where he it trips him. They let all the logs go. And he's like, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. And of course, it blows up just from falling over. Yeah. So that's all right. Good. So then I wrote, uh, because because I, I'm doing this, I wrote, the Empire is Rome, and the Ewoks are now the early church. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. Hold on. All right. Hold on. Because now C-3PO has come with the new message. Like, he's like, he's like no, don't worship me. Uh, but now they know about the Force, and now they're going to help the rebels, and right? They're expanding. The early church is expanding. Follow along with me. Here we go. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and Rome falls. Yeah, and Rome falls. Oh. Because of the Ewoks. Because of the Ewoks. Uh, just live with it. Them trying to, tr- all right, here's some of my favorite moments. 
We just said them that trying one. to trip the ATST. Yeah, where they all have the big rope and they're all being dragged by it. Yes, that's great. Mm-hmm. It reminds me. I think uh, who was it on the? There was an old football player, Reggie White. I think it was Reggie White. Uh, Jeremy's like, what? Where are you going? With this? <laughs> Reggie White, I think, used to drag people. Like he'd have like three guys holding on to him. Uh, he'd like drag them on. It, that's what. It's just what know. the chicken walker yeah, did. It reminded me there, the one that hits himself in the face with his own. Yeah. Now if. If Ewoks are killing stormtroopers <laughs> through their helmets with those rocks, then that Ewok just killed himself. Yeah, yeah. But the thing, it's kind of like the Gungans, really. Like, these are kind of like the Gungans. You just ruined everything. An un, uh, yeah. Oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> no, the correlation. Um, let's keep going. The Emperor basically has Akbar on a silver platter here, I wrote. Yeah, there's no reason that the... Every, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> you fell right Never mind. My, my dad joke trap. Never mind. Uh, the dead Ewok scene, probably the most emotional scene in... in I wrote in, in, in the entire film, but I, I would say any film. <laughs> would you... <laughs> Would when you the, say this is the most emotional scene of all time? So this is where two Ewoks running together. They both get blasted, it seems. Yes. One, there's some Does, fur singed. There's some move. smoke. Doesn't move. The one, other one rolls over and he's like, chunk, 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 chunk. Tears, tears. I'm watching. I was like, then in the arms of the. No, okay. Uh, That's emotional. The Ewoks in the ATST with Chewbacca. I love that. They're very happy. That's so much fun. They're having a great time. Uh, The Emperor says Obi Wan has taught you well, or Vader says that. Why does everybody think Obi Wan keeps training him? They're obsessed with Obi Wan being his trainer. Obi Wan hasn't done anything except for. One little scene with a floating ball. I like guess we know thing. from the from the trailer or from the prequels that yeah. there's a Padawan. Yeah, okay. I guess. <laughs> so they're yeah. just assuming. I mean, Obi-Wan's... Yoda did the work, right? Yeah. So Yoda's oh, yeah. not getting any credit here, and it's really upsetting. Although all Yoda did was run around like a backpack. That's true. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the battle between Luke and Vader is like Christmas because of green and red. I just kept thinking like no. they should have like jingle bells while they're fighting. Should not. Um. Luke back and forth with Vader. I sense conflict. Now nah, I feel good. I like dark side stuff. And he's like, no, nah, you're, I, I feel you inside. You really want to. And Vader's like, nah, I'm still fighting nope. you here. We're uh, still, I will destroy you. I'm going to kill you still. I'm going to throw my lightsaber. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. Weird thing to do. Lando calls him Han at one point. Well, he was reading the script and they forgot yeah. how he yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, this is when, when Han Solo calls him the millennium Falcon. Uh-huh. I keep going. What? Like everyone else is saying Falcon, you're saying Falcon, and then Lando goes, "This is my best friend Han Solo." <laughs> like, what is happening? That's what we called him. In what was grade happening school. on that set? Like, did nobody? <laughs> oh my word, Han Solo! That's my buddy Han. Uh, the Emperor could not be happier when Vader's knocked down. He's oh, yeah. very jovial. He's like, "All right, now he's like, kill him." I want, he's like, <laughs> "Oh, this is great!" And he's like, "Yes, kill my previous pad. Let me get a new Padawan." Like, man, those Sith go through Padawans like. Nobody's business, or not mm. Padawan. I guess he's a, a Sith Lord at this point. But then, what is his? What is a Sith follower called? The Sith, not Sith training underlord. Sith trainer underlord. <laughs> Before the shields came down, it was like trying to swim upstream for Akbar. I'm done. Would you that. say? <laughs> Move on. It's it's like upstream battle. No, nope. Lucas should go back and add cats in the cradle while Luke holds Vader. That's what I thought. <laughs> the cats in the cradle and the Sith. It could be an emotional they just moment. Stare at each other. Let me look on you with you with my own eyes. Now this is actually a really touching moment. Yeah, because Vader has now had this massive. I mean, he, it's kind of like in in five minutes he's realized everything has come flooding back to him, mm-hmm. and he sees his son. He's like, "What have I been doing he, this whole time?" He suddenly regains his humanity. Yeah, yeah, it all comes back, and, and no longer does he, because even Obi-Wan says, he's more man than machine at this point, yeah. right? Yeah, that's uh, his voice. 
He's more, he's more, he's there more man go. than machine at this point. That's close. Uh, it's closer. Anyway, so Vader takes off the mask and he looks at him. That's sad. Now, he does look freaky. Like, his head is mm-hmm. really messed up. And I guess the only thing that could do that would be lava on, uh, I don't know. So I guess there, was, uh, there had to be some sort of lava fight before this that we should have, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Vader was subconsciously sabotaging the Empire from inside the entire time. What do you think? No, I'm okay. shaking my head okay, vigorously. No. So he was just really that bad at going to the meteor shower. Kill this imp- general. Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. He, he had a lot of confidence. Yeah. A lot of machismo. Machismo? He's got <laughs> musk. He's got... <laughs> no, no. Oh, man. Uh, the fireworks at the end. What? On earth. What were you thinking when you saw this, the ending scene? I, I had just enjoyed the redemption story of Darth Vader. Yeah, a really touching, great moment. I had just felt like Ewoks sort of have like won. The, everything that I hoped would happen yep. had. Yes. And then. And then this, the Luke, fireworks. Lucas just comes in <laughs> and he's like, let's introduce a bunch of worlds that have nothing New to do CGI. with the story I've created. He adds in Coruscant from the prequels. He yep. adds in Naboo. Yeah. With Gungans. Gungans. Celebrating. Celebrating. Like the worst why, thing ever. Why would they? What? Like, why are Gungans have forgotten about it at this point? They're like, Misa, Thank do some. We fought a while Lord. back. Uh, no, no. They were, they're underwater. And then it's a pleasure to see. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Oh, yeah. Chris. What's his name? Chris. Chris. <laughs> what is oh, a- Anakin. You're talking yeah, about Hayden. Yeah. This Hayden. was. This is a nightmare because you have Obi-Wan, who's his old self. Yep. As Alec McGinnis or whatever his name Yoda's is. Yoda's his old self. Yoda's his old self. And then, oh, of course, Hayden Christensen as his young self. I had a feeling that the way that they were going to describe that is that you were going to come back as your as true, the light side oh, self. Oh, as the light side self. But that's stupid. And it was so great to see that messed up looking character I know. in the original movie without his, well, the, all well, his messed up makeup. Sebastian Saul. This guy played Sebastian Saul. Sure. Yeah, I looked. I had, I know his name. I can't even tell you Alec McGinnis. I don't know if that's right. <laughs> or Hayden. Yeah, or Hayden. But the thing that's so frustrating to me, like this is just classic. He Lucas went back and replaced Sebastian Saul's work. Right. Even even if it was a small part, like imagine his legacy, his children, his grandchildren. Yeah, my dad was in this part. No, done. No, he's only the ugly, scarred-up man. Yeah, who, I don't know. Deathbed repenting. I don't know how. I don't know how Lucas thought that's okay to just replace people's work, their hard work. All those people that did the puppetry, all those people who did. It, he just replaces it over and over and over and over again. And it's yeah. like, dude, like it's not just your movie. Like this was everybody's movie, and it's the fans' movie. At some point, no. Remember his quote. Oh, that's right. It's, it's all about. We don't care if you fell in love with a movie that wasn't finished. That's right. I'm sorry you, you fell just in love. shut up. Ugh, and it, buy my trash. Yeah, it's almost just like, you know, the, the thing about art, and when this is a long, long discussion that we're not going to go into, but the thing about, I figure about art is that, like this podcast, we do it and then we put it out. Yeah, We don't go back and we don't uh, add in new stuff. And if, if we make a mistake, it's there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like I don't go in. It's like touching. Why would you paint a picture and then go, ooh, I know that's in the museum and it's been there for 15 years. I'm going to go back and touch some stuff up. Yeah. It's just let it be. Let it be. Let the world interpret things. Let them take it and let art be art. Because part of the beauty of art is that as we're going to read here, you know, in the next episode, we're going to talk about Force Awakens and fan theories and stuff. Mm -hmm. Art inspires questions and it inspires thoughts and processes and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's not you anymore. Once you create it, now it's now it's a thing. Yeah. It's out there. Yeah. Han Han doesn't shoot first anymore. And Mm. uh, the original song is gone that somebody wrote. Now that's, you know, now there's Jedi rocks or whatever. Anyway, so Anakin, that's bizarre. I don't know why he de-aged him, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think your explanation is probably the most likely. Like, 
You went it's, back to the light side. It's weak, but it's I'm, very weak. It's there. So let's talk. So where on earth is the gospel in this? Where's the Bible in this? The easiest place to find it is this idea of resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, the return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we talked about last episode in the Empire, this is the now, not yet, where we live now in this somber moment, in this moment where it seems like darkness has triumphed yeah. in a lot of ways, in a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. And here at Return of the Jedi, we have these moments where it looks like darkness will triumph once again, but actually there's beautiful redemption yeah. at the end. Not only not only do the Ewoks win, not only do the Rebels win, uh, not only is the second Death Star destroyed, but Vader who has been fighting for the dark side for a good portion of his life. He's represented the dark side. He's represented the dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Has now switched because the light is stronger. Yeah. Because the light has actually turned his heart because love has turned his heart and his son's willingness to sacrifice has turned his heart to the light side. So in this, in this vision, in our grand shoehorn of an idea, (laughs) uh, Vader's a lot like Saul or Paul. And Saul, if you remember from the book of Acts, he's working actively. I mean, he's progressing in the ways of men, yeah. right? He says, I was moving up. I was uh, smarter than many people my age. I was going up in the Jewish line, the proper, I was checking off all the boxes. Yep, working for the empire. Working for the empire, right? <laughs> Not yeah. the Roman empire, yeah. but the... Uh, but the empire nonetheless. The Jewish empire. And, and it seemed like, you know, as the emperor said, you'll never turn him. You'll never turn him. Hmm. And you can imagine, I just can imagine Satan's face when, when Saul started preaching as Paul, you know, yeah. obviously he still stayed Saul. That's his name to Jewish name. And Paul's mm-hmm. his Greek name, I guess, or his Roman name, Gentile name. But you can imagine Satan's angst at that moment where, where Paul is just preaching and spreading the gospel. And I mean, it's just amazing. Yeah. And that's sort of what Vader is, is this moment where the, the least likely person you could imagine to ever become a convert mm-hmm. now becomes a convert yeah. and, and succumbs to the light side for once. And so in, in, in this unlikely, you know, story of Luke is our typo, typology of Christ, type of Christ, it, that's what turns him. It's the love and the sacrifice of Luke that yeah. Luke says, I will not fight you. Yeah. I will not fight you. You're, you're persecuting this. You got to stop. I know there's good in you. Turn. And I always thought it was weird where Luke does suddenly start fighting because there's yeah. this whole thing where the em- emperor is like, take it and strike me down. And then he does try to. Um, well, he almost gives into his hatred. Yeah. yeah. But then... He's hiding in the, you know, where wherever this yeah, weird place yeah. is in the emperor's uh, cabin, where he's he's just hiding in the dark. And he's like, I will not fight. Yeah. And then uh, Vader goes, uh, you know, the people that you love or whatever, and he goes, sister. Yeah. Oh, so you have a twin sister. Yeah. And that's when Luke goes nuts and ends up fighting, ends For up cutting his, his hand off because yeah. it's in love that he starts to fight. Yeah. And I know that's like. A stretch. There's obviously anger and fear in there as well. But he's fighting for his sister. He's going to protect yeah. her because yeah. he knows if I lose here, she turns like they're going to go turn her. But then it's semi-confusing where he now stops fighting. Yeah, yeah. But that that is where Vader's disarmed. Literally, uh, yeah. he's disarmed, yeah. and and his saber uh, has fallen off. And you see, it's I gone. think also Luke sees the robot arm, so he thinks, oh. Right, he we're has a lot hand of comparison. Yeah. Like, oh, we're a lot alike. Like, this is you know, father and son, cats in the cradle. <laughs> uh, and and the other thing too, I think if you think about Vader here, who really does love his son, you see this progress kind of. You see, and he, he doesn't even know that he does until he does care because he, he keeps it. saying, uh, "The emperor even is like, you, this is going to blind you. Like, be careful here." Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, "No, this is great. Everything's fine. Yep. I have to go. Why do you have to go? Well, it's my son. You know, like, mm-hmm. and he even starts calling him his son. He stops calling him Skywalker and calls him son. Son, mm-hmm. right?" Uh, and so that's really, really powerful. So I, I think it's, I think there's a, 
kind of a fun dynamic there where if you see that as Paul now moving forward into the new church yeah. with the rebels now have a place to go, all these celebrations are happening, uh, there's a triumph that's taking place here over the emperor. Now, obviously, darkness is not gone. We know that from Mm -hmm. Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. But the power of it has been utterly defeated. The Emperor has been defeated. Yeah. Right? And now it no longer holds Vader. It no longer holds us. Uh, In in Christ, we are now free from our sins. So here we go. This is Colossians 2, uh, 15. It says, Having disarmed the rulers and authorities, literally disarmed (laughs) the rulers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. And that was really the first blow to the empire was that was the the trench run, the impossible shot. Mm-hmm. That was the first blow. The cross triumph. It's it's amazing that on the cross Christ is is tri- victorious. Yeah, right. This moment where you look up, it makes me think of Aslan, where they're they're killing Aslan and the witch, the white witch, is triumphing and, and just having a great time. They think it's this party celebration, and what they don't realize is the deep magic, the old magic. Mm-hmm. They're actually spelling their own fate yeah. by doing it. And so on the on the cross, you can imagine like the powers of darkness thinking this is it, and Christ did it, takes the impossible shot, takes it out, perfect sinless life, does it, and uh, disarms the rulers and authorities, uh, makes a public spectacle of them, shows the whole galaxy. Look how silly the dark side is. Look how look how easily defeated they are. One little one little shot, right? Yep. Um, so that's really really cool. Uh, there's a redemption for those who are utterly lost. Mm-hmm. Right. I had written uh, redemption for those who seem lost. And Jeremy corrected and said, no, no, are lost because Vader's lost. Yeah, absolutely lost. And the hope the hope for for in real life for you, if you're listening, is uh, Christ loves you. Mm-hmm. Right. God loves you. And to come to Christ, to surrender to the Lord is the most freeing thing you will ever do. And it doesn't, you know, I, people sometimes say, oh, I'm too far gone or God could never love me. Uh, that's not true. You're not farther gone than Darth Vader. Yeah, you're not farther gone. But, but apply that to anybody who's, who's known great sin and great misery of their life and have turned to Christ and ha- now have freedom. Yeah. And Absolute remember, freedom. Saul or Paul yeah. wrote scripture, which we believe to be God breathed. And he said, I was the greatest of sinners. Yeah. So you're, it's not you. You're not the greatest of sinners. <laughs> yeah. It's Paul. Yeah. Uh, so, so think about that. Like there's hope for you. There's redemption for you. Not because of anything you've done, mm-hmm. not because of anything I've done or Jeremy's done, but because Christ, what Christ has done, yep. what God did, what Jesus did for us. And this just came to me, but when, uh, when Darth Vader is saved, he's taken yeah. from the dark and given to the light. Uh, what's the first thing he does? Picks up his sin and throws it down the chasm. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Picks up his sin and then he take and he sheds his old skin, takes off the helmet, and he yeah. want, you know he takes off our mask. That's a lot. I mean, that's what we do as Christians. We we remove our masks and we, then I'm sorry. Yeah, keep and going. then he moves into a new life as a new creation. There he goes. There he is. Which is which is the force. Hayden. Yeah, he joins the force. Oh. Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I hope, I hope you can hear if you've listened to this one and some others, I hope you can hear Jeremy and I, we have a lot of fun doing this Mm -hmm. and we are shoehorning this stuff, right? Lucas's mind was Eastern mysticism. He was very involved with Eastern mysticism. So that I guarantee you that probably the last thing on his mind was a lot of these images we're trying to present. Sure. Now the, the problem with what Lucas thought is that all great stories, all great stories with sacrificial characters, stuff like that. It's really pointing to the truth that is God's truth. Yeah. Because all truth is God's truth. And the great truth here is that there is redemption, there is hope, and there is triumph over evil. Mm-hmm. E- evil is not going to win at the end of the day. 
And our hope as Christians and believers is that all of this evil, all of this now, not yet misery and sadness, Christ has accomplished, he's taken it away on the cross. He's disarmed the powers of and authorities and he's made public the spectacle of them. And and now they have no power over him and ultimately no power over us. Because so in Christ, we are more than conquerors. So Paul says more than Mm -hmm. conquerors. Uh, and then, you know, there's going to be CGI and Gungans and <laughs> Coruscant celebrations. But only now, eventually, all the Gungans all will the be Gungans. gone. Yeah. It is It is a kind of a, a funny picture of heaven of, you know, I often tell my kids that in heaven, if you think you're going to see a bunch of, you know, rich white Americans, you're going to be wrong. Because <laughs> there's been thousands of years of Jewish people and Greek people and Irish and all these people from around the globe with different accents and different looks and cultures and tattoos. And you're going to be next to some guy from Jamaica in heaven, you know, with Mm -hmm. tattoos, you know, it's just going to be amazing who you're going to be next to in heaven. You're going to go, what a small view I had of God's kingdom. Yeah. What a small view. And so in, in one respect, with, for our illustration, I'll, I'll deal with the CGI all encompassing world of, of where the emperor is destroyed the whole universe celebrates. Yeah. The galaxy celebrates. I'll yeah. take that. Yep. Right. All right. Uh, I think that's it for us for our episode of Return of the Jedi. Stay tuned for next episode. Next Monday, we're going to have Force Awakens, and we'll talk about that. And then after that is the big one. The big one. That's Last Jedi. Yep. We're very excited about that. Yep. We do want to continue our highlight of the uh, Reformed Wait, society the Society of Reformed sort. Podcasters. Society of Reformed Podcasters. I always want to put we are, Reformed first. Yes. Which I shouldn't. No. Because society of Reformed Podcasters. But the one we are going to highlight starts with Reformed. It's called the Reformed Brotherhood. Yes. Uh, this is Tony. And Jesse. Arsenal. And Jace. Je- bleh, and Jesse. Yep. Schmidt? Yeah, sure. I don't remember I don't his actually last know name. Jesse. Jesse, what's your last name? Schmidt. If you listen to this, I don't know. Anyway, Tony and Jesse. Hey, brother. <laughs> I love their song, man. <laughs> they they uh, use that song as their intro. It's yep. great. Uh, so this is, I think, th- uh, this might be a stretch, but I think this is the most theological of the Society's podcast. Yeah. Uh, they just did one on, uh, I can't even say the words. <laughs> Superlapsarianism. <laughs> Supra, though, right? Supra and infralapsarianism. Infralapsarianism. Yeah. Which uh, which are complicated and intricate. Jeremy, Jeremy, you listened to it twice, didn't you? And I still can't say the <laughs> words even, let alone describe. Uh, I like to think that I'm smart, but uh, I did not understand Man, some of so what they those said. Guys are brilliant, and if Very you want to, if you want to know like the ins and outs of any given topic that they've covered, man, they will they will not do you wrong. Yeah. So. And it's, uh, I mean, it's totally palatable. I'm dumb, yep. but that doesn't mean that, that people can't understand what they're saying. It's not beyond the grasp of the normal human. Yes. Uh, they make it understandable and it's, it's fun to listen to them talk. So yep. check them out for sure. Check it out. Reform Brotherhood, Society of Reform Podcasters. You can find us on there, all, all sorts of other people on there. There's mm-hmm. four of others of us, I think. Yeah. Yep. And come join us on our uh, Facebook page. We've got a lot of discussion going on, especially about Star Wars. So if you're enjoying yep. these, come there. Like we're posting videos and articles and all kinds of stuff. Yep. Thanks so much for listening to the Nerd Gospel Podcast. I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.